We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like going out instead of staying in or eating fast food instead of cooking at home. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now, or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist, and these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. I know the next time I need a doctor, I'm definitely logging on to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C, dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e zocdoc.com slash bunny if you ask me nothing stinks more than when your husband dutch ovens you with a big ripe juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers except maybe body odor that's why i'm excited to tell you about lumi whole body deodorant lumi delivers outrageous 72 hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes even those private parts as a special offer new customers get 15 percent off all lumi products with our exclusive code and link use code bunny b-u-n-n-i-e at lumideodorant.com that's l-u-m E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Is this thing on? All right, gentlemen, coming to main stage next, this is Bunny. Get up there. She's got a tornado of titties coming your way. Get those dollar bills ready. She's got an ass that shakes like Michael J. Fox. So get up there and throw, throw, throw them dollars. Dude, that is fucking iconic. (laughs) What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. The internet spoke and I listened. Miss Gabby Egan is in the motherfucking house, baby. What's up? I'm here. I was late. I was 30 ah. minutes late. Um, and I'm glad that I'm here, though. Thank <laughs> you for having me on. Dude, your hair looks so cute. I was just telling you that. It is so adorable. Yeah, thank you. My hair girl kills it. No. Shout out Meg. Yay. Yeah. And we just found out that Meg and Mimi, who is, was my hairdresser dur- turned manager, were friends. Yeah. Which like, is like a small world. Fucking yeah. so small, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what's been going on with you? What are you guys doing out here in Nashville besides the podcast? Um, Last night we went to Broadway. Oh, shit. Um, it wasn't what I expected. I don't think that we really... Fi- I, I think it was because it was like a Monday night, though. Mm-hmm. And it was just like everybody was like 45 plus And it was like... <laughs> You know, like it just yeah. like we weren't just we weren't vibing with everybody in there. So yeah. just we weren't fitting in. It was old people hour. Yeah. Down it was. On Broadway. Nobody was getting down. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Nobody was boot scooting boogieing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean the fucking bachelor parrette parties that run around with dicks on their foreheads and white boots weren't fucking running around down there? No, that happened. To oh, dude. Every fucking day. I thought like literally everybody's got a dick on their forehead. How did I go on the one day where it's not like <laughs> popping? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, that is crazy. So what was it? It was Monday night. That's probably why. Yeah. It might be a little... Are you guys staying tonight? Are you guys... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're staying Yeah, tonight. it'll probably be a little better tonight, but it gets better towards the weekend. I know like Kristen and Whitney and all of them are out here right now. I don't know if you know who they are. They're other TikTokers. 
No. Oh my God. <laughs> she's like, nope. <laughs> I know. Jacinda is always trying to like tell me. And she's like, you know, this person, this person. And I'm yeah. like, no, I think I live under a rock sometimes, but I'm getting better. like at trying to figure out who people are and like, you know. Yeah. So who's Jacinda to you? So Jacinda is someone who I met online and uh, she also, she makes, I make t-shirts mm-hmm. and she makes t-shirts. Yeah. And that's I mean, kind we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I so that. I have we, a little list of notes over here. Yeah. We like connected over like her trying to like help me with my business because she's been doing it for five years Aww. and she actually uprooted her whole life and like moved down to Kentucky so now she lives five minutes away from me and we kind of help each other run our businesses it's really cool ah don't you love that that's what Mimi did for me man she fucking owned a salon and I literally in 2018 I was like I want to start this podcast and fucking you know I can't pay you right now but one of these days I will be able to pay you and she's like fuck it let's go and we've just been together ever since so that's a beautiful friendship yeah that's awesome that's actually like really beautiful yeah no but that's cool that's what Jacinda did for you too I know yeah yeah. it's pretty crazy (laughs) I know it's kind of like hard to like sometimes when I really think about it and I think well she has kids too yeah so like she uprooted like her husband her kids and like but I'm really excited because she lived in the middle of like but fuck nowhere Pennsylvania yeah. like there was like a sheets and like a red light like yeah. there was nothing for miles so now she gets like blowouts Aww. and like has like appointments <laughs> and stuff and I love like seeing her like grow and flourish it's pretty awesome that's a real friendship yeah you know you guys lifting each other up so let's just fucking dive in because i i googled you last night and today a little bit and just to get some cliff notes and stuff and you have lived a interesting life yeah i mean it's fascinating yeah it's pretty insane i love the way you carry yourself i don't even know how i carry myself sometimes i don't know like i don't know i feel like (laughs) I still haven't found myself and like I still don't know what I'm doing and I like I feel like I'm a train wreck but I feel like I'm on the right path I just don't know what I'm doing you're genuine though yeah I know that shows through and I try like like, I try to be genuine and sometimes it's hard because I do try to like fall into like you know I try to like be what I'm not supposed like or I'm trying to like keep up with trends or like keep up with how I'm supposed to be Be acting relevant or whatever right right but honestly like my content does the best when When I'm being yourself raw Mm -hmm. literally same yeah no I totally understand that I do I love the way you carry yourself and I've watched a couple of your videos that you've made this past few weeks and I was just like I think um, what the internet is missing these days is that genuineness that you have. Like, not everybody's always trying to, like you say, impress everybody. And with you, it's like this: what you see is what you get. If you don't like it, fucking don't let the door hit you on the way out. So I, I know. love that about you. Yeah, and it's it's kind of been like a really hard journey of getting to this point in my life because I did like for a long time really care about what people thought about me. Yeah, and like. It just took me like it took me getting pushed to the point where I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to be whoever the fuck I'm going to be. And everybody in my life who's like close to me all support me. Mm -hmm. Like, they're all like cheering me on and encouraging me and like wanting to see me do great things. So why the fuck do I care about these people who I don't even know fucking exist, really? Because they're just watching me on the Internet. Like, you can block me. You can never see me again if you choose to but you stay and you choose to watch me yeah. and, and be toxic yeah no it's like obviously you like me a little bit <laughs> yeah around like, like you're paying my bitch, bills you want to hug i know you yeah. want to hug bitch <laughs> i know so. totally okay so let's talk about it so where did you grow up so i was actually born and raised in fayetteville north carolina i lived there okay. for 20 years okay so yeah. you are from north carolina awesome mm-hmm. and how was your childhood growing up talk to me about it Cause you did get pregnant at 13, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the childhood a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, my parents had me late in life. I was an only child and my mom and dad were 40 when they had me. So when well, my mom was 40, my dad was 41 and, uh, I was the one and only child growing up. So I was kind of like their spoiled little baby. Uh, my dad, he played like professional basketball whenever he was younger. So like he became a college coach, that was his job. Mm-hmm. And my mom, uh, was a real estate agent. So like, oh. We weren't really struggling. We were like middle class or lower middle class. And I had a nice life growing up. Yeah. Um, But I definitely do think like when you're an only child, you get so bored. Mm. And I really didn't have like, I did have a lot of attention from like my dad, but my mom was always busy working and I was with my grandma a lot. And like, I don't know. I feel like I was always kind of like lonely as a kid and I don't know why. And so as soon as I started getting male attention, Mm. you know, when I was like, I had a great childhood, but yeah. as soon as I hit like, you know, 12, 13 and I started getting like male attention and these older boys were like starting to show interest to me, that was where I want, like I wanted 
I feel like I needed more affection or something. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to how to describe that. No, I get it. I yeah. totally understand it. You remind me a lot of Bailey. Doesn't she remind you of Bailey? Our daughter. You remind me of that's mm. Jay and I's. It's his daughter, but she's mine too. She's where she's just my little bonus baby mm-hmm. but you remind me a lot of her too i have so some bonus he, babies yeah. he, oh i love that so hearing that makes me think like oh my god is this what she's going through because she just turned 14 right now and she's starting to go through some shit and i'm just like okay this makes sense so keep talking you're helping yeah. me over here well no yeah like i feel like when i was younger um i was always taller than all the girls in mm-hmm. school and so i was also like a little bit chubbier and chunkier than all the other girls and i definitely I didn't fit in like I was like the weirdo like I was the weird kid like to be completely honest with you I was the weird kid and like I really didn't fit into any like of the girl groups or like make any girlfriends in school like I was Mm -hmm. kind of like the weird kid out and I got bullied a lot in school too um so as soon as I started to get a little pretty and lose a little bit of weight and these men like these not men (laughs) <laughs> boys these boys started <laughs> gotta be giving... careful the internet will come for you <laughs> yeah let me chill out on that one um, yeah when these boys would start giving me attention and like thought that I was pretty it's something that I had never had before yeah. you know and so like I really like fell right into that trap and so when I was 13 um like on the weekends it was like starting in sixth grade I don't know what my parents were thinking or any of these people's parents were thinking <laughs> they used to drop like sixth graders off at the skating rink and leave them from 7 p.m till 11 p.m to go like roller skating around Mm -hmm. and that's where I met my son's dad he was 16 and I was 12 at the time Mm. about to be 13 and I got a little different I think a 16 year old knows what's going on too I think so too now that I'm older okay I didn't I didn't know if that has been an issue with you guys because I don't really know that whole story yeah I don't like looking back it definitely wasn't like it was consensual right absolutely like because I wasn't you're 12 and what do you know you know like I feel like 16 you're a little bit smarter yeah like I was in seventh grade and he was like a sophomore in high school yeah you know when I was a sophomore in high school I knew what fucking was yeah you know like I knew what happened like I like I knew like I knew yeah like more than like a 12 year old he kind of took advantage of your innocence I don't know him I don't know the situation but from an outsider just hearing that like 16 and 12 is kind of thick a little bit it's kind of gross and it wasn't like uh illegal like there was nothing but the state did look into it like when my son was born yeah the state did actually look into it and like cps got involved i actually just did a story time on tiktok about it i did see that we'll get into that real quick so let's rewind let's go back to the skating rink you met oh yeah okay what's it are we allowed to say his name or Mm. baby daddy baby daddy we can name him like (laughs) is he still around well, I mean, he exists and okay. he's alive and living and breathing. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll just call him baby daddy. So yeah, yeah, I met baby daddy at the skating rink and, um, she's like, I don't even want to give him that title. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give him that title really. Like, all know. right. Sperm donor. Yeah. Sperm donor. Sperm, sperm donor. donor. Mm, I like that. So yeah, I met him at the skating rink and we started kick. Do you know what kick is? The messenger? Yes. The old school messenger. Yeah. So like that was what we started talking on back in the day. And it was like going back and forth. And, um, I would only get to see him at the skating rinks. Well, then my dad, he was a basketball coach and his team would travel like around and he would be gone for weekends and stuff. And I had convinced my mom to let us start like hanging out outside of the skating rink. And my mom was like, no, like he's older, like, you know, like, no. And she did know that he was older, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But you know, she, she said, yeah. And you know, we started hanging out outside and then we ended up hooking up one of the times that we were hanging out when my dad was gone, you know? Mm -hmm. And it really sucks because I was really like a daddy's girl growing up. Like Mm -hmm. my dad was my, (sighs) that sucks because like, I never really thought about it that way. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get emotional, but no, you're okay. Breathe. Just I breathe. was like, breathe really? Into it. I know. It's okay but... to feel that though. Like, and I'm learning that with my therapist. You don't cut off emotions because that hurts you more. Just let it flow. Yeah. Like I, um, I was really a daddy's girl growing up and like when I got pregnant, it was almost like my dad didn't even like, know. he couldn't even like believe it. Like it was mm-hmm. almost like a thing where it was like, he thought I was on drugs. Like when I sat him down to tell him, he was like, what, did you get caught with drugs? Like, did you get caught with like, you know, are you in trouble? And I was like, no, like I'm pregnant. And he was like, 
oh, is this like a joke? Like, oh, you trying to mess with me, you know? And it was like, no, like this is like literally going on. And it was almost like a, he had almost like no reaction to it because it was like not even the Shocked. truth. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember it was like the awkwardest time of my life because my mom, she, she was trying to like, you know, console everybody and like make everything okay. And which obviously nothing was okay, but she wanted to go on a walk outside, like the three of us. So we went on this long ass walk <laughs> and walked around the neighborhood in silence and it was like that's how I went telling my parents that I was pregnant at 13 and honestly like my dad didn't talk to me I don't think for like a month after that unless it was like mandatory like I would go up and talk to him and he just had nothing to say to me mm, it's just, I think it was probably you're his baby and he just he probably internalized that and was like what did I do wrong you yeah know? like and I think he probably took that really hard I don't think it had anything to do with you yeah, and I think a lot of people do, like, blame my parents, but I really don't think... My parents, I know, to this, like, I know my parents love me more than anything, yeah. like, and they did the best that they could. This is their first time doing life, too, just like me. Like, mm -hmm. they are not perfect by any means at all. Like, my parents both get on my nerves, so to this day, like, oh. But, like, <laughs> they're human, and, like, yeah. I don't blame them for what happened. It's just kind of something that happened, and I made the best out of it yeah I did the best that I could with what the cards that I was dealt so you know let's talk about it so you're 13 you're going into labor take me into that day well how was the first of all how was the pregnancy did sperm donor <laughs> stick around what did he make it hell no dude oh, literally God. like so it's crazy because sperm donor so he <laughs> as soon as I found out that I was pregnant he was like relatively like okay about it and I thought oh, okay well this is gonna be like well that that was another thing I didn't at the time I didn't know whether or not I was gonna keep the baby really because my mom had given me both options mm -hmm. so um I obviously like at the time I'm very pro-choice I'm pro do yeah. whatever the fuck you want yeah. but um I chose like I could not get rid of my son like I was like it just feels like I need to have him. Like Aww. for me in my head, like there, it just wasn't an option. Mm -hmm. So I decided to move forward. And when I told him like, Hey, I'm having this baby, like my parents know, like I'm probably never going to see you again. Cause my dad's probably going to murder you. Um, <laughs> but he decided to stick, stick around. And like my mom still snuck us around to see each other. He just wasn't allowed at the house. And like my mom still like, let us like go eat and like go have like dinner together so that we could see each other. But then he started like, went off with his life kind of you know started right. dating girls at his school and dating girls that were easier right. to date you yeah. know and um well he didn't want to have the responsibility right so the whole pregnancy I was literally like having a mental breakdown I went into preterm labor when I was 33 weeks uh I think because of how stressed out I was mm. I was yeah I know that was like the most traumatic time of my life and I blocked a lot of it out because it was it was rough it was rough so he came back he like he left me and like didn't talk to me blocked me on everything for majority of the pregnancy and then what right fucking douchebag uh-huh yeah and then right before I had my son and I was like you know his due date's approaching he hits me up and he's like I really fucked up like I want to get back with you and of course me I'm like oh, I've been waiting bitch you know, I've been waiting for you Just so baby having a baby I know and it's embarrassing but I mean it's the not truth embarrassing you were so young and you didn't know it is not your fault right I yeah. literally like wanted him more than anything which is like looking back like I was so desperate for him like because I wanted my son to have some sort of like normality and like I just was desperate for it yeah. and so whenever he came back I was like oh yeah come back like you know like yeah we can make this work like we can try to see what we can do or whatever like this is when the c-section is going to be because I had to get a planned c-section because at the time I was only 13 I wasn't really done growing yet yeah so I had a contracted pelvis oh. and my son couldn't like fit through my birth canal so they're like we're gonna go ahead and like schedule you for a c-section because we don't want to risk him getting stuck and then either something yeah. happening to either, either like yo it's just a high risk case mm. so we're just gonna do the c-section yeah so God, he that's was a lot of that is a lot girl to go through at such a young age baby like yeah. how were you feeling mentally like just like how did you process it did you have anybody that you could talk to did your mom help you like did you go to therapy did anybody help you work through all that yeah. So at the time, my cousin Corrine, um, she's 10 years older than me. So 
uh, she lived right down the street and she was going through like, she wasn't pregnant, but she was going through like really hard times with her boyfriend who she had been with for a while. And she was like madly in love with, and he was like cheating on her and like being a complete douchebag. So I'm 13 and pregnant. I'm her cousin. I'm like, you know, available all the time. She like leaned in on me. I leaned in on her. She took me on so many adventures when I was pregnant to keep my mind, like taking me to like the mall and like to get pedicures and like shopping. Like she, she was your angel. I don't think I would have been able to get through it without her genuinely. And I don't talk to her that much anymore. And that makes me emotional too, but you're carrying a lot, Mom. I know. Yeah. I need to go back to therapy again. <laughs> Shit, I need another therapist. I'm already in therapy. Listen, baby, before. I'm going to a therapy camp in March, so don't even play. It, Are therapy you really? doesn't end. Oh, yeah, for sure. They have them out here in Nashville. I'll tell you about it if you yeah, ever want to go. Might, it's like a, it, it's a week-long trauma thing where you go for six days, you turn your phone off, and you just work on yourself. Because I'm telling you, baby, that shit is fucking... It's priceless to yeah, be able dude. to work through all the shit you've been through. And I can tell you're still hurting really bad. Oh, know? yeah. I'm sorry. Look at me. And if we had a napkin, I would give you one, no, but you we did, don't. Did. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I got Chachi. You want to wipe You want to wipe your tears with Chachi? This is washable and reusable and recyclable. <laughs> so, so yeah, we got toilet paper. That's what we're working with here. We are trailer park around here, okay? Oh, me too. So it's cool. <laughs> Good. I just want to hug you, baby. Gosh. Oh. Here's some some stuff for your tears i really didn't think i was gonna cry or i wouldn't have paid to get my hair and makeup done today no genuinely, you're like, good swear to God. I, and you know what <laughs> listen that's just part of your genuineness and yeah i think that's why people love you so much because you're not fucking here to just be this billy badass like you have pain that you're fucking still working through yeah and i think that's so admirable that you can wear your heart on your sleeve like that so i think that people think that like i am faking it or like that's the majority like people think that i'm putting on a persona or whatever mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of people think that is because I don't really talk about how much I'm hurting online. Yeah, well, you like, can't. Yeah, people eat that up. They fucking use it against you. Yeah. And it's just, it's, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't And wanna... also, who wants to fucking cry on a camera? No. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like... I, I understand there's every now and then you need to fucking have a good cry, which I never have yet. But if there's some people who like to cry on the camera a lot, and I just don't understand it, you know, like. Yeah. Like, when I'm crying, it. that's, like, the last time I want to post a video. Like, yeah. Genuinely. Yeah, like, for honestly. Sure. I think that's more real than anything, you know. Yeah. But, so, I'm just right. doing my best. So, let's take me to your your delivery. You're mm. going in for delivery baby daddy called said he wants to get back together yeah so uh my son's dad like a week before my son was uh supposed to be born comes swoops back in and he wants to be in the room for the c-section and there's only one person allowed in the room because it's like an operating room or whatever and my dad was the one who wanted to be back there and i chose dad warmed up to you during the pregnancy yeah yeah he was really supportive yeah my dad was really supportive go dad got over it yeah he used to take me to ultrasound appointments and buy me snacks and food and like (laughs) he was honestly great like we love dad once he actually like got over it like it was great but um good I could only pick one person to go in the C-section room with me Mm. and it was between baby daddy and my dad. And I picked my baby daddy like Mm. an idiot. So he went back there with me and like was able to like watch, you know, my son be born and all that stuff. Um, I wish I would have picked my dad. Mm, That's okay though. Yeah. And I know that my dad doesn't like resent me for that or anything like that, but I do wish that I would have picked my dad or like my mom or somebody else because I think that they deserve that. Yeah. I don't think that he did deserve that. Yeah. I don't think that he did. And my son, like, literally is one of the best kids in the entire world. Like, and I, I know that's biased. Like, every mom says. But, like, my son is, like, so sensitive and he has emotions and he's in. <sighs> I'm sorry. You're okay. You don't have to apologize. He's just, like, such feeling. an asshole for, like, not getting his shit together. So, nine years later, even after me allowing him to be around still even after everything that he's done to me there's an open an open line of communication like my son has his own phone still doesn't call still doesn't pick up the damn phone mm. and it's like what are you doing dude like this is the best kid ever he's smart kind sweet caring he's in touch with his emotions he's like awesome you know yeah. and he just doesn't care he just ha- had a new baby mm. you know got married has a new family and it's like, hey, 
Yeah, just forget about the one that you started with. Right. Yeah. I know. I Some keep getting off just, track. No, you're fine. You're totally. That's what the podcast is all about. And that's why I always try to rope you back in. Um, you know, some men just don't get it and they're never going to get it and you're never going to get the apology or the person that you want. So it's like, you know, your baby boy has you and that's all that fucking matters. He's got mama bear who loves the fuck out of him. And, you know, I, I know it sucks not having dad around, but it's probably for the best because he might hurt him more just being around. Oh, he yeah. doesn't seem like the type of human that can you know, keep a relationship going. So the consistency. Yeah. And that's exactly. what's important mm-hmm. is the consistency. And it's like either like be involved or don't be involved. But yeah. like you being in and out is kind of a problem because then it's like, when is my dad going to call? Like, where is my dad? Like what's going on? When can yeah. I see him? And it's like, I don't have these answers, dude. Like he doesn't talk to me. Like, I don't know what to say. You How know? old is he now? He's nine. Oh, I'm nine. Yeah. So he's like, he's so smart. It's yeah. crazy. He's like his whole own human with his whole own personality and it's crazy how fast kids just grow up yeah so you're what hold on I'm trying to do the math here you're 20 I'm 22 22 yeah you're still a baby yourself too Mm -hmm. you have so much life to live girl it's crazy it's insane and you've already lived like a full fucking life I know it's amazing right now with these braces like I get them off in two weeks and I'm honestly I cannot be happier because I look like a child sometimes Mm -hmm. and I'm going through life with four kids and married and all that stuff. And like, people do not take me seriously. And I think it's the rainbows too, though. Like I do it to my (laughs) damn self, you know, like, no, just always be you. Who gives a fuck? They'll take you serious. Just let your, let whatever it is you're doing speak for itself. People will respect you no matter what. Um, they'll, they'll have to respect you. Um, so let's take it back. So you just gave birth. You're in the hospital bed. Take me from there. So yeah, they, uh, the first thing that they do when you go in to get a C-section is they make you sign all the paperwork and then they bring you back like to this like prepping thing where you put like this like shower cap on and lay you down and then they shaved my coochie for me. Wow. And, yeah, it was That's really nice. nice. I never had that done Shit, before. I need to go have a kid then. <laughs> <laughs> get my coochie shaved. <laughs> it's way cheaper to do it at a salon or something. Right. But um, yeah, so they, they did that and um, then they wheeled me back to like the actual like operating room or no, they wheeled me to another room to get my spinal tab. Mm. Um, and Those scare me. God. It, no dude it made my whole leg go numb i was freaking out literally it was so bad then i started going numb and once i started going numb they put the catheter in and uh all of a sudden the doctor had said that i was gonna feel like an elephant like sitting on my chest or something and i did and that was them like pushing my son out of the incision and then he was born and i heard him start crying and he was into the world. Aww. I was a mom. And how did you, did you feel like everything was worth it at that moment that you had gone through? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like a surreal moment for me. And I don't really know why, like I have blocked some of that out. Like when I, mm. yeah, I don't know why. And that bothers me too. But like when I think back to that, like I blocked so much of that out. And I think that it was because like was I was in, I was in like in that moment, like fight or flight, like, yeah. but I had to go, you know? And it's like, I'm one of those people who I'm very good at like masking my emotions. Yeah. Like, so my parents were already so freaked out about me going in to have a C-section. My mom was like, you know, having a panic attack, like her 13 year old daughter is going in to have a major surgery. Yeah. You know? Um, so I had, I felt like I've, I feel like my whole life, I've always had to put like a poker face on Mm -hmm. to make everybody else around me happy, happy. you know, or make comfort everybody. So I felt like I was the one trying to comfort my parents in that moment being like, everything's gonna be okay. Like, see, I'm not even worried, but inside I was like, scared yeah I was scared and you didn't have anybody to kind of comfort the little girl in you yeah and I feel like I don't ever I I never even allowed that little girl to even come out because she was always like so pushed down by other people like always hurting me my whole life Mm. almost and I don't even know if that's the right way to describe it but that's just you know what's coming like coming out of my head but (laughs) you know (laughs) so take me okay so you have the baby do you go and you stay with your parents after this yeah so Um, after I had my son, we were in the hospital for like, literally like almost five days. Wow. Um, I don't know why they kept us so long because with my daughter, they didn't keep us that long, but, um, they kept me for quite a while. And then they got us once we, once we got discharged from the hospital, 
I went back and lived with my parents. Um, okay. So we were living like in a two bedroom, like townhouse type of thing. Mm-hmm. And me and my son had our room and my parents had theirs. And mm-hmm. that's just how we lived. Yeah. Did you keep going to school and stuff? So uh, I got pregnant at the end of my seventh grade year and I finished the school year out at the school I was attending. Mm-hmm. And then eighth grade, my dad, he was already like a, he has his master's degree. So he pulled me out and started homeschooling me with a, wow. a Christian, ter- uh, Christian, Curriculum. Christian, ter- christian curriculum (laughs) and i took bible class and stuff it was really fun (laughs) was it though Mm. yeah it was like so on top uh, of all the other trauma you have you have religious trauma too fuck yeah i have religious (laughs) trauma out the ass really oh yeah my parents were pretty bible belt uh I grew up in the church, mm-hmm. uh, Lafayette Baptist Church. Wow. That's what it was called. Mm-hmm. And um, every single, like, you know, Wednesday, Sunday, we would go out with, like, church friends. That's mm-hmm. where I met my best friend of 20 years yep. was in church. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So when I got pregnant at 13, you better believe everybody in that church mm-hmm. had something to say about so it. So it's like you had to, not only did you have to deal with feeling like you let your parents down and your dad down, you had to deal with everybody else having a fucking opinion about you too. Oh, kind of yeah. like how it is on the internet mm-hmm. now too for you. Yeah. But I think that's why I'm like so okay with it. Yeah. And that's why I do so well with it. It's because my whole life, everybody's been talking life. shit about me. Yeah. So <laughs> you might as well just fucking yeah. get into gold. Yeah. I've literally made it this far. I can keep going. Yeah. You know, uh, so it was hard. It was hard. Did you graduate from the, the Christian school or how did that go? Sixth grade was my last year. I did go to Christian school. Mm-hmm. Uh, sixth grade was my last year attending the Christian school. I got kicked out for getting a belly button piercing. My mom let me get my belly button pierced. And six, you know what's so fucking mom funny? Mom seems to be the common denominator in some of your bad decisions. <laughs> we love mom, but come on, mom. We do love mom. Love mom. <laughs> I'm looking at you if you can see this. But um, yeah, we do love mom. But yeah, she did allow me to get my belly button pierced. And um, I went but to school. I can't I believe post- they kicked you out for that, though. No. Well, I, I got kicked out of my Christian school for spray painting my name on the back wall. But it wasn't real spray paint. It was fucking snow, the fake snow. I thought it would disappear. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. So don't ever fucking spray paint a fucking brick wall with snow because it'll be there. And don't do it in your name. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, no, me either. I did it, though. Holy crap. But yeah, they, uh, they, what was I going to say? Uh, they kicked you out for your belly button being pierced. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, um, yeah, so the. I had posted a picture after I got my belly button pierced on Facebook. Why did I have a Facebook in sixth grade? I don't know. But um, I posted a picture of it on Facebook and my principal, like one of the teachers had seen it or one of the kids was a snitch and someone snitched on me. Right. <laughs> right. So I go back to school and the principal calls me into her office and she's like, lift up your shirt. And I'm like, what? Like, and so I did. And she was like, that needs to come out now. That's not appropriate. Like all this, this, and the third calls my mom. We have to set up like a meeting at the school about it. My mom tells me, take it out. Like I'm not dealing with this. I kept putting it back in and like they would do random belly button checks at school. Like they would literally like pull me out of class. I feel like see. that would never fly nowadays. I think that's illegal. Yeah. I feel like that would never fly. They would like call me out of class and take me to the principal's office to check on my belly button. Yeah. That's weird. That's it's kind of fucking freaky. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely but, weird. And this was this wasn't junior high, this was high school? Yeah, oh, sixth grade. Okay, this was sixth grade. And then your dad pulled you out in eighth grade. Yeah, so uh okay. sixth grade was my last year, got kicked out of Christian school, went to public school seventh grade, got pregnant. Oh, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. When my Christian school principal kicked me out of school, she said, You're gonna end up pregnant. Oh no. Or something. Literally. Rub yeah, yeah rub that in my face. Um, Tammy. Oh, but literally, it. yeah, dude, it was it was so I went to seventh grade was public school and then after, that's when I got pregnant yeah. and then eighth grade my dad um pulled me out and homeschooled me okay so did you homeschool all through high school no I homeschooled for eighth grade had mm-hmm. my son he was like six months old um and I had like six yeah he was six months old whenever I went to like public high school okay was when I started okay my so you did year. go back to public school okay gotcha yeah and then I finished high school like homeschool community college type of thing like Yay. online program and I finished my last two years of school in one and I graduated a year early yay congratulations Thank you. I'm yeah proud of you so when did you have your daughter was that recently or so um, after I graduated high school when I was 17, mm-hmm. I went into the, to the military. So I went active yes, duty. That's all my notes right here. 
Um, yeah, I went active duty. Um, I was a mechanic in the army for a couple years and uh, that's when I met my husband and I was in the army for about two years and then I got pregnant with my daughter. That's amazing that you went off to the army. You were just like, fuck it. I'm going to go to the army and be a badass bitch. Yeah. Well, it was mainly about health insurance. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) She's like, I did have an agenda. (laughs) Yeah. It was like mainly about health insurance. Like I really like health insurance is really not affordable. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm really like thankful that I can afford it now. But like most people wouldn't think to go into the fucking army, you know, like that's crazy. Is that something that you did want to do? Like, or were you really feel like you were forced into doing it? I was sleeping with a lot of army men at Mm -hmm. the time, Mm -hmm. um, in my teenage years. (laughs) Um, and so, (laughs) Yeah, she's like, like fuck it if can't beat him might as well join him <laughs> yeah so i was like fuck it i'll join the army um i was already yeah uh, in fayetteville too for sure yeah <laughs> dude yeah i was honestly like that's what i'm saying i had a kid at uh 13 and then have been on a path of like i feel like unstable relationships mm. since then and like literally like i don't know what my problem is but yeah well maybe childhood trauma you know that you got to work through (laughs) yeah and you know what's crazy is like whenever I say like oh I have childhood trauma my parents are like Like, there's no you can't have trauma you can have the most perfect life and you're still gonna have some sort of trauma everybody has it if fucking you know we're not minimizing maximizing anybody's trauma it doesn't matter where you came from shit's fucked up the world's fucked up yeah shit happens so you know, it's not a bad thing. It's no. just shit you got to work through. It's just like stuff that happened. And it, yeah, yeah, it's that's why like, you know, when I talk about my issues and stuff, it's like with my parents, I feel like when I'm talking about things or like feelings that I'm having, they always think that I'm trying to like blame them for mm. something. And it's like, no, I'm not trying to blame you. I'm just like reflecting on this because like for some reason it's a thought that keeps coming up, you know, yeah. like. And for me, like, I like to talk about, like, if something's in my head, like, I got to get it out or else I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I do think that, like, if you're not in therapy, everybody should go to therapy. Like, yeah. You know, totally. Everyone should go. Even if you don't have issues. Absolutely. I agree. So you went into the army. You meet your second baby daddy mm-hmm. who uh, take me on that journey. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was um, I was 18 when I met uh, my husband uh, and he was 25 and he was in the process of getting a divorce. We met, we met on Tinder. We were both like <laughs> swiping on Tinder, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we matched. And whenever I first met my husband, like, I honestly thought that we were just going to like hook up because he really wasn't my type. Well, I hate to say that because he is like, he is my type, you know, but yeah. he, like he wasn't really, I was going for people who were like, you know, just like casual and he was kind of looked like he was looking for something more serious and um we hooked up i tried to ghost him (laughs) and he uh had texted me like trying to hang out i ghosted him again like didn't (laughs) want to hang out with him then he texted me he was like asking me for car wash recommendations because i'm from fayetteville right Right. and i know all the good car washes so i sent him one to one that was closed down like that had like the down like closed (laughs) down not in business and he like called me and he was like what the fuck is wrong with you dude (laughs) and i was like you can't like take a hint bro like i'm not interested like stop hitting me up well, then from that, uh, did com- you send him to one that was closed down on purpose? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I thought it was an accident. <laughs> I was kind of a bitch back then. Like when I was 18, I was hell on wheels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. Um, he called me. He was like, what the fuck? Like you sent me to like a abandoned car wash on purpose. I was like, yeah, like whatever. So we started. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. But <laughs> after that, we like kind of started vibing because he thought it was kind of funny. And like, mm-hmm. you know, he thought I was just fucking with him. He like. He thought it was cute. And I was like, okay, like you think my crazy's cute? Like whatever. So we went to Target together and ever since then we've kind of been like inseparable. We were both really into like going to the gym and mm-hmm. we were both in the army. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just like started coexisting together and that's just how it's been since then. Like Is literally. That Cody? Yeah, it's okay, Cody. Awesome. So yeah. I did my research a little bit. That's amazing. So he's like your BFF. You guys have one daughter together? Yeah, we have one daughter together and then he has two kids with his ex wife. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I love that. That's how it happens though. Like when you don't plan on being with somebody, you always fucking end up with them. That's how it was with my husband. I tried to one night stand him and it fucking here we are seven years later. And yeah. he's my best fucking friend. Like love him to the moon. So. And that's the thing is like People have seen like ups and downs of me and Cody online. And like, I wish I would have never fucking talked about shit on the internet. Why did I do that? (laughs) But it's like now it's out there and I can't take it back. And they're like, oh, like, 
nobody knows what the fuck is going on behind they the don't. scene they only know what you show them yeah like you, know? you don't fucking know like mm-hmm. cody cheated on her he cheated she cheated on him who fucking cares like yeah. we both did we both done cheated like what do yeah. you want us to do now like we're choosing to try to make things work we're cho- choosing to try to like we're both like kind of fucked up he has a lot of trauma he hasn't worked on I have a lot of trauma I haven't worked on. It's probably why you guys mesh trauma bonding too. Genuinely. I Mm -hmm. think that, and we're both at the point in our lives where we're both in therapy, like actively in therapy. And my husband is 30 years old, never been to therapy, never wanted to talk about his feelings. I have heard this man talk about his feelings more in the past month and then in the past five years i've been married are you guys doing like marriage counseling not together yet um he's like kind of like start like because he was really uncomfortable about even talking to a therapist in Mm -hmm. the first place so he's kind of doing his own thing and like first and i'm doing my own thing and then hopefully a little bit down the line we can kind of do something together when did you get out of the army then and take me from there i got out of the army in um judge okay (laughs) i got out of the army end of 2019 okay Yes. And then so you and Cody both got out and kept moving forward. Yeah. So he go? got out a little bit before me okay. and then he continued. Well, he was trying to get out of the army um, and move back uh, to where we live now, which is like the Cincinnati, Ohio area, because that's where his ex-wife and his kids were living. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to move back home because he wanted to be with his kids. But he got out and there was a couple more months until I was getting out because I was getting out on a pregnancy chapter. Okay. Um, and so he waited until I you know, got out and had the baby and stuff. And then my daughter was like a month old Mm -hmm. and we made the move up to Northern Kentucky. And that's where we've been for the past three years. Yay. And then what are you guys doing out there? Just living life? (sighs) (laughs) She's like, where do I start? (laughs) I mean, holy crap. I feel like I'm running a circus out there, honestly. Like genuinely, (laughs) like running a circus. What's going on? So uh, we've like moved three times in the past year. My dad moved up uh, from North Carolina. He like retired uh so he's living where's mom my mom's still in north my parents are (laughs) fucking nuts dude that's what i'm saying like at this point in my life i feel like i'm raising my damn parents like my dad retired early and he's living in my condo that i have uh he's (laughs) rent free he's living the life up there retired okay he's like yeah he's like it's your turn to take care of me now kid yeah so he's like you know my dad he's going and getting bourbon at all these bourbon because we're in kentucky right yeah and bourbon's good i guess Mm. he's getting bourbon everywhere my mom's in north carolina still doing real estate Mm -hmm. my mom just on a tuesday sells her house and gets an uh, an apartment my dad has to go down there and help her move like i'm running a tie-dye studio are they split no they're not split they're just they're just insane (laughs) okay they're just crazy like i'm not even gonna ask (laughs) well it's so my dad uh he retired early because um ever since covid happened Mm, and all the colleges and sports like had to put all the regulations on everything my dad got so depressed and uh my dad and my mom you have to remember they helped me raise my kid right so my dad uh, and my son my dad is practically my son's dad Mm. i mean like literally has helped me raise him through and through like both of my parents have you know so close with him oh yeah so my dad after we moved up here my dad got really depressed and like he didn't have me or my son anymore basketball wasn't the same yeah yeah we do we genuinely do him he needs to feel like he's needed yeah so um he decided you know after covid kind of ruined everything for basketball and he was depressed he was like i'm gonna retire early and i'm gonna move up there Mm -hmm. so i started moving all over the place trying to find a different house for us to live in that was a nightmare and then my dad went and lived in our condo that we had so (laughs) i love it they they sound like my kind of people um so let's talk about this t-shirt business that you have so t-shirts yeah i started like drawing these stickers with one of my friends like back in the beginning of 2021 Mm -hmm. or 2020 i don't remember when it was but the stickers turned into me making tie-dye t-shirts but we're actually about to open up a storefront now too so like we're gonna have an in-person experience anyways oh you're gonna have so many people going through there because you have so many people who love you i'm having a panic attack it's gonna be like a meet and greet every day for you i know i'm kind of excited about (laughs) it yeah i know it'll be awesome i'm having a panic attack about it so good but you're good (laughs) i know yeah so we uh my mother-in-law and i we started tie-dyeing t-shirts in the garage just like we wanted to make like these um buddy shirts it was like a stony like marijuana leaf and we wanted to put it on a shirt and so we came up we drew the design on our ipad and like we we're so proud of this like shirt we created and we were going to hand tie dye all of them. 
and they sold out like wow so fast and so me and my mother-in-law were like well that was fun as fuck like let's keep doing it so Mm -hmm. we kept doing it and people really like tie-dye like people talk so much shit like tie-dye is out of style I don't think tie-dye will ever people, go out of style. Everybody wears tie-dye, yeah. Yeah, it could be like dark colors, neutrals. It's been around neutrals. since the fucking 70s. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, And even if you don't like it, like you could have like a tie-dye something or a jammy shirt or whatever the fuck. You know, tie-dye, is, it's happy, okay? I like yeah. colors. So um, we just started selling t-shirts and it's turned into now I have like uh, the back of one of my friend's nail salons. I rent the back of that out in like an alley and that's our tie-dye shop. So mm-hmm. we have like... We spent like 15 grand like renovating this like literal literal hole in the wall and turned it into like a this. Business. Yeah. That's amazing. It was pretty crazy. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love what you're doing. I think I think the energy that you're putting out in the world is coming back to you. You know, like you're just trying to do right and it's coming back tenfold. I'm trying. You're doing good. Thank you. Um. OK, so t- when did you get on TikTok? 2020 2020 I feel like everybody and their mom got on TikTok in 2020 yeah yeah okay so you got take me on that journey with TikTok well I mean like I I mean I messed around with TikTok in like 2018 like I you know whatever but I didn't start like actually like posting consistently until I was uh, I moved up to Kentucky and I was staying at home through COVID with four kids at 19 20 years old Mm. um and I was so bored and like depressed and like Mm. I was breastfeeding my daughter. She breastfed for like two years. So that really like literally sucked the life out of me. (laughs) But um, yeah. So um, what was I going to say? TikTok. Oh yeah. (laughs) She's like squirrel. So I, um, I started making TikTok videos with my kids like throughout COVID because I was stuck at like my husband was working at the time, like full time and his so was his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. So the kids would be with me because I was a stay at home mom home with the baby already. Do you get along with his ex-wife? Yeah, for the most good. part, like me and yeah. her, like we're good. Like sometimes she'd be coming at me crazy, but for the most part, we're good. Like, yeah, there's no issues. Yeah. I'm definitely never going to cause an issue with her and she doesn't want she doesn't want issues either so we're yeah you know baseline so i love that yeah that's me amazing. too it's good for the kids cause absolutely they yeah. deserve to see like i always like that's what i always tell her is that like i want the kids to see us be happy yes like you know i want that's them the to be most happy. important thing yeah, yeah absolutely so mm-hmm, squirrel I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about you were at home uh, getting the life sucked out of your titties mm-hmm. and you hopped on tiktok yeah, so I hopped on TikTok and uh, my kids liked making TikTok videos with me. Mm-hmm. And so we would make like dance videos and like my stepdaughter and I would make like these skits of us like doing all sorts of things. And my video started getting like tractions and tra- my video started getting traction and I just kept posting like mm-hmm. and then I started like talking. And it was as soon as I started talking and not using sounds anymore, that's when I just blew up. Like yeah. it was like almost overnight. I went from having like 10k to like 600k. Yeah. And then it went from me having 600k to me getting banned on TikTok entirely. They fucking do that all the time, man. Yeah, so I just restarted a new account and um within literally 2 days that account that I started got a million followers. Wow. In 2 days. Wow. I don't even know how that's possible. That's and crazy. I still like have the screenshots of it. Yeah. And everything. Cause I remember like taking screenshots throughout the night of me. Like this isn't even fucking possible. You have a crazy cult following. Like when I get on my lives and fucking just say, well, who should I bring on the podcast? I mean, I'm talking like Gabby, 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 Gabby. I didn't even know who you were. I know. And, but I, like I, we had never crossed, you know, yeah. TikTok FYPs. So I'm like, who is Gabby? And then they started tagging me in that one video that you made. And they were like, she needs to come on the podcast and then I kind of went down the wormhole and I was like I like this chick I like her vibes you know well please so. don't hate me but before I got invited on this podcast I really didn't know <laughs> no, who fine. you were and then you invited me on and I was like okay funny I'm gonna go, go yeah. down this rabbit hole and so dude um you can totally edit this out if you want but yeah. I thought that you were 28 years old oh I love that <laughs> no keep it in no do not edit that <laughs> I thought that you were like 28 29 and I yeah. was like oh I'm so excited and my husband was asking me questions He's like oh jelly rolls wife or whatever like that's so cool like you yeah. know and um he was like how the fuck do you not know who these people are like what the fuck is <laughs> like are you living under a fucking rock well anyway no, it's so weird how tiktok is that we just never crossed fyps yeah now you're all over it now you're all over mine so it's yeah like, you know it's now crazy. you're all over mine too I <laughs> I think it's ever since I followed you though, yeah. that now you're all yeah, over yeah. mine. But yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah, but no, I'm not. I'm 43. So <laughs> no, dude, I 
googled like how old is or no i didn't google that i said uh bunny xo i was googling you yeah that's what i was doing sneaky mm-hmm. um <laughs> but um i was googling you and it said uh, all your facts about you and i was like which aren't facts i don't know who makes those pages you're not five nine no how I'm tall not. are you i'm five 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 six yeah because like i said five nine and i was like five nine Holy yeah God. that's my <laughs> no. height you know yeah no and i mean i wouldn't mind being five nine but like i don't know who does the online shit or where they get it from they fucking said my dad's name is like bill spills and i'm like that is really cool but no that's not his name <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many things i think we need to do a tiktok of like things that are online that we yes. like think you know like we should do that today after we we get done you just like do squashing rumors you know there's one page that says i've had a facelift cheek implants fucking a blepharoplasty and i'm like not yet What's but a i will pa- where you get like the skin above your eyes cut like just crazy shit and i'm like dude i've had fucking lip filler eye filler and fucking Botox like it's just crazy the shit that people come up with you know yeah they will make up anything that they can yeah no it's nuts okay so we got off track but (laughs) (laughs) um okay so you got on TikTok in 2020 you gained two million a million followers in two days Mm -hmm. and then you just took it from there like because you do have this crazy fucking cult following like it's nuts like you could post anything and it's a million views I didn't realize I had a cult following honestly until recently and I know that the views and stuff have been there and stuff and like the followers have been there but Mm -hmm. also like um like a lot of other creators talk about I do get stagnant so like I'll start losing followers and Mm -hmm. like all that stuff but like I didn't realize how cult my following was until Mm -hmm. um recently yeah where I've noticed that I have to really start watching what I say yeah and really make sure that I'm not talking about people um really make sure that I'm not talking about people um in any like negative light because people can take that so I mean, even if you say something positive about somebody, they'll still fucking twist it and be like, she was being, what's the word? Snarky. Right. And like, you know, like all that shit. And I just, I can't fuck it. They've done that to me. And I, the internet, like love you, but hate you at the same time. It's like, there's just those people on there who nitpick everything you do. And it, you know, it's like, it, it gets to a point where you're like in a glass, you know, and you don't know which direction to go because people are always going to twist whatever you say. Yeah. You don't know what to do. You're like, yeah. should I do this? Should I post this? Should I not post this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no matter what I do, I'm fucked. So I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want to exactly. do. You know? Did something recently happen that I, I don't even know? Well, I mean like recently, like I've had like a lot of like, um, friend drama that hasn't been online like I've just had like a lot of like of my friends be just like really shitty recently and that's nothing that I'm like gonna go into real depth about yeah. but I have like people dude people <laughs> do not know what the fuck is going on behind the scenes Mm-mm. okay no. people don't and no. I people love to say that I'm the drama and that I love drama but I really am the quietest person. Like I have some like really shady shit going on in my life right now. Mm. And I don't even know how to deal with it. And like people online are like nitpicking at things and like trying to like bring things up. And it's like filtering comments. Does that. Oh, yes. Can we please talk about this? Every fucking creator filters their comments. Every big creator Mm -hmm. filters their comments because I had to turn my filters on for the first time ever fucking and delete comments when I was going through the drama this last week. And people were like, oh, she's filtering her comments. She's deleting her comments. Stand fucking straight. I am. Yeah, I don't want to deal with your fucking weird toxicity energy. Like it's weird. Yeah. You have to go through and read that shit. It's not good for you. Yeah. If you don't want mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that. Okay. I also just like you said, I haven't started like filtering comments until recently mm-hmm. but it's, it's just, gotten worse like for in the last fucking like month or two like yeah it's crazy how bad tiktok's gotten dude but it's just because it's it's honestly just because it's annoying yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. why like if you don't want to like just don't comment yeah. like don't leave this shit here for everybody else to read like fuck i think i saw a video that you posted the other day and you were talking about like you your friend hasn't been in your videos or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like coming for you. Is that what you're talking about? The drama in your oh, life? Oh yeah. Right well, now? yeah. So like there, we've had like a bunch of like shady shit go on, like with between me, Olivia and Jacinda. Um, and like other couple of people who have, who have been involved with it too. But it's like, um, obviously like, you know, people go through rough patches and friendships and stuff like that, but it's like, people will like connect me to somebody. And if they're not in my video anymore or yeah. like, it's like, where is this person? And it's like, they have a whole nother TikTok account. Like, yeah, go ask them. Yeah, if you're worried about Olivia, go ask her. She just posted like two hours ago. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I feel like, <sighs> I feel like it's just because I need to start like focusing a lot more energy, like, 
towards myself and like my small circle like which yeah. is like what's in my house like the right. people that are in my house that's your family yeah those are the people who as long as the people who are in, that are in my house and then the people who are in my circle circle like my small circle right outside of my house are good I don't need to fucking give a fuck about everybody else. Amen, sister. And I think that's where like a lot of my issues are coming from are from taking these outside voices from other people and like letting it fuck up, mm-hmm. you know, my yeah. my personal it's life, a, which is easy to do. Yeah. Because you know? people will make you start thinking shit and you're just like, what is this real? Who am I? You know? Yeah. Literally, I have. I've been I've been going through the, kind of like an existential, not existential. I always <laughs> say that like <laughs> existential. What does that Crisis. even mean? uh don't put me on the spot like that i think it's like so it's like <laughs> something like like big like life-changing right yeah. Ex- now i gotta fucking google it hold on i'm sorry let's hold on you're good i'm like god damn it hold on define x how do you even spell it? here we go define existential uh the climate crisis and an existential threat to the world concerned with existence yeah me affirming or implying the existence of a thing (laughs) yeah okay so another word for existential is verifiable so if that helps anything but yeah everybody that's a welcome to your english fucking class today yeah i still don't know what this (laughs) me either i still didn't understand it i'm just gonna go with what i said and i think it's like life-changing and big okay yeah you're going through some sort of crisis that's making you want to change speaking of crisis can we talk about um your arrest in vegas Mm mm-hmm what happened girl i still wish i knew um <laughs> so yeah i mean like i'm open to talking about it now that i'm not getting charged with two felonies like oh, shit. i was and really i wanted to tell you bucky bucky buchanan and fucking jack buchanan that they used to be my lawyers they're amazing in vegas Dude, honestly jack, so good jack buchanan he mm-hmm. was my attorney in yeah. my case bucky's his dad i think his dad passed away uh-huh yeah uh well jack whoever he literally was a killer attorney no, no he's like, amazing Shout out Jack Buchanan, man. Yeah. He's Thanks amazing. For if my you ever need buddy. a really good lawyer in Vegas, go to Jack Buchanan because that motherfucker got me out of a lot of shit. Yeah, same. Um, but and, I was in. And James Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few lawyers out there. Because <laughs> you live in Vegas part time, right? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm from Vegas. I actually grew up there. So. Okay, cool, cool. So, yeah, um, I never have been to Vegas before. The, my first time ever going to Vegas was my husband and I's uh, three year wedding or I don't remember what year it was, but it was in 2021. And uh, so we go out to Vegas for our anniversary and we stayed at the Cosmopolitan and it was so nice. And we got a nice room and we started drinking like immediately when we got there, like 9 a.m. And um, drank all day. And I mean, I drank so much that day and I was fine. Went to bed at like 10 p.m. because we had been up early drinking and woke up the next day, ate a big breakfast, like huge breakfast at this buffet, um, the Wicked Spoon. And then um, after that, we started going to like put our bathing suits on to go to like this pool club called called the Marquee Pool Club. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, anyway, so we go in there. I had two drinks, two sex on the beaches. OK, I didn't I don't even think I finished the second one. I in the pool somewhere black out and wake up in a straight jacket in jail and in, intake. Oh no. And I genuinely people think that I'm lying whenever I say I don't remember that. I'm not getting charged with anything. Like yeah. I could literally be like I lied. Like it doesn't matter. They can't like repull it up or anything. Like yeah. the case like it's dismissed. Did, I don't What have... did they take you to jail for? Did they tell you? So, no. Like yeah, I mean, <laughs> they told me after obviously, but they told me that I was a re- initially I've seen the security footage from the Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm not good definitely should have been taken to jail i i agree with them um but uh yeah i've seen what were you doing i was running from them oh (laughs) faster but but why were you running you just in a thong oh nice i would pay to see that footage (laughs) i could honestly i'm so glad that i don't even have a copy of that footage but what were you running for you just fucking did you do something i don't know well so they uh, they said that they initially security called the police because i was trespassing and i had gotten into an altercation with somebody at the pool Mm. and then they kicked me out apparently i was screaming and being disorderly at the pool and then they kicked me out so after security like was was with you nobody saw my husband was with me what cody what the fuck happened i know he he still feels so bad about this like he honestly has never forgiven himself but so we had we were having drinks and there was this group of guys and group of girls and there was a couple guys couple girls and like the girls 
had like kind of made friends with me and like we went to the bathroom together and we're like joking around and stuff and they were trying to make plans with me to do something later that evening Mm -hmm. because they had like tickets to something and during that same time that all that had happened my husband was like caught up in a group of guys that were talking to him and then I like went back to the pool area and got in the pool. And that's the last thing that I remember. You just probably got lit. They might have that or somebody might have put something in your drink. That's what I'm saying. Like I only had two drinks and I don't remember anything. And I was fighting people. And like <laughs> I my like this is why I don't drink anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, like, especially from bars. You can't trust anybody. Bartenders fucking roofie people now. I think that it was because I have never like blacked out like that from alcohol before. Mm-hmm. Like I've gotten like really drunk. But like I remember what I do. Like I can be crazy and i don't know like what happened but yeah. that was crazy they tried to book me or they booked they said that they were initially gonna just book me on trespassing but they booked me on felony battery on police officer Aww. two charges of that two counts of felony battery on a police officer for Makes kicking sound them like a thug and i was like bad i was crying in their bitch <laughs> oh girl we all cry when we go to jail we all <laughs> cry when we get caught <laughs> they didn't give me a phone call at all oh they were trying to teach you a lesson they did. Girl, <laughs> they taught me a good one. I'm never going back to Vegas. Well, yeah. I am. You got to come back. Come I'm back going with back. me. I know. Yeah. I need to go back to Vegas for sure. My husband and I have been talking about it just because I had one bad experience. Yeah. You got to go experience it again because we, we love Vegas. We fall in love with Vegas each time. Every time we go back, you know, like I don't want to live there ever again, but visiting, I'm just like, oh. But what okay. if they ban me from the strip for life? Can they? They, they, can, they won't. It's yeah. called, they, that's called being blackballed and it's very rare. The only people that they do that to are people who are scamming the casinos. Oh, so the, yeah. the paper that they gave me with a map that said you are banned from the strip is kind of a bunch of um well so if they did 86 (laughs) bunny said i'm gonna refer this in my court case i'm gonna play this podcast casinos that they banned you from or was it like they said the strip like they have a map the map right and the cosmos here and they put a red or not a red it was a yellow box around a whole area that i am not ever allowed to go back normally to. they ban you from like the sister properties so that's like what it, I said, but yeah. ban me from the cosmo yeah i barely made it out of the building when i was yeah. running you know what i mean like just ban me from that I property think, i think you'll be fine if you go back in there just don't cause a fucking ruckus you know like just kind of lay low if you ever do go back but in any places. could you imagine next time no like, something else I, happens no, listen then- i'm not going to give you advice <laughs> <laughs> you do what you want to do don't go back to those casinos um so let's touch on your podcast you have a podcast right called the don't be rude podcast that was like years ago was it mm-hmm. okay why don't you do it i think you would be a great fucking podcast host because i'm like slammed and <laughs> because well I, I mean maybe like because i see like you know you're set up like i say oh yeah i could do it too but yeah. also like it's it, hard people it's don't time realize thing. it's time it takes up a lot of money and you don't make money unless you fucking really work your ass off and know how to fucking turn that into money like pot they don't realize that podcasting is a fucking black hole yeah like literally Everybody who's podcasting is either paying for it out of pocket or they have sponsors. I don't have sponsors, so I'm doing the other, you know, and just I've been doing this five years and I'm just now last year and this year making really good money off of it. That's see, that's what I'm saying. You have to have the time to invest Mm -hmm. into like just like TikTok for me. You know, I had to invest that time in the beginning. I didn't make a penny off of TikTok for the first year that I was doing it. You know, then I started making a little bit of money, but what does 2023 hold for you? What are you going to do this year? Um, what do you want to do this year? If you could manifest anything to happen this year, what would you want to manifest? <laughs> She's like, what do I want to do? I want, I want peace. Mm-hmm. I need to really start prioritizing peace in my life. And I'm really like getting to that point. Like I want things that are going to bring me peace at the end of the day mm-hmm. i like i know that i'm a chaotic person and that'll probably never change when's your birthday march 7th pisces mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i know that i'm chaotic but i do really like enjoy being at peace like with myself and like mm-hmm. my emotions and stuff it's okay i'll be all over the place still but like i really do want to be like at peace with myself and like with those around me and like yeah. just i want to be in a peaceful place for you, sure you are learning you know i mean you're you said you're what 21 22 22 I mean you've got the road is fucking so vast and so long of like how many people that you're gonna become you know what I'm saying you're gonna you're in your peace era right now next 
you know, six months from now, you're going to be in another era. Like you're just going to keep discovering who you are. And I think that you're really fucking self-aware for a 22 year old. Like you, you're very mature. So. I try. And I like, one of my biggest things is like, um, I really try to like self accountability. Like yeah. I always like to kind of like call myself out on the spot on things just because like, I don't have time to like keep fucking up in life. Yeah. Right. So I just like, I don't know, dude, like, <sighs> I don't even know what I was talking about. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say meeting you is just so I love your vibe. I love everything about you. And I hope that you'll come back like once a year and check in on the I podcast will. with yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for coming on the podcast, even despite all the crazy shit I was going through this week. Hopefully you don't get hated on for having me on the podcast. You know Hopefully. what? They could fucking hate. I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, so, Jesus Christ. I don't think I did anything too bad. No, you're amazing. And I think you have a really um, amazing story, but also just the way that you like I I said you're just very authentic and endearing and I think that you know people need to hear that side of you I think people needed to see that you actually have emotions and you're not a robot that just fucking makes TikToks I forgot that I was crying <laughs> literally <laughs> oh okay the trauma but yeah no I am um, I'm glad that I came too because this definitely this is better than I expected so yeah Aww. I really appreciate you for having me on what, for sure. you better come back I will all right <laughs> thank you guys oh wait shout out where everybody can find you Oh, all um, your socials. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Baby Egan. Or you can just literally Google search my name, Gabby Egan, and all my shit will follow. Yeah, it's right there. You guys go follow her. You will not be disappointed. She's a sweetheart. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Dumb Blonde. I will see you guys next week. Bye. What's up, guys? Don't forget to sub to Patreon so that you can see the visuals. Because not only do we have episodes of the podcast, we have exclusive content that nobody else sees on any other apps, behind the scenes, photo shoots, and we're dropping a whole bunch of surprising stuff this year. So if you guys don't want to miss out and you want to be the first to know, go over to our Patreon, www.dumblondunrated.com. Love ya.